I'm a Kern with the Florida Gators. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I was just checking to see if you were listening. <laughs> From Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement. Energy, you know, I mean, they say all this stuff and you know what they mean, but you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are talking all about week four of the 2021 college football season. Um, We were just talking about how there's really not much news in terms of college football world. So we really just got a bunch of games to talk about. And even then, when we were picking out our five wide. It's not a lot of games this weekend. Uh, It wasn't tough. Not a lot of games. It was was a tough one to figure out. Um, uh, I will say, though, we should kind of mention the college football playoff weird they're not going to take a vote next week, even though they thought they were. It'll be informational meeting. Uh, it's happening, I guess. There's not really much to talk about, you know. Nothing for us to add to it. Yeah, nothing for us. We, if anything comes from the college football playoff expansion news, don't you worry. We will have that information right here on Sideline Judgment. Somewhere elsewhere, there will be college football playoff talk if news does break. will be the Sideline Judgment newsletter, Tyler. And you, the lovely listeners of this podcast, can sign up for the Sideline Judgment newsletter by sending your email to sidelinejudgment at gmail.com. That's judgment with an E, and I will put you on that list. Um, Tyler, with all that being said, I think we should just jump into the football, my friend. I agree. The number 11th ranked Florida Gators taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. It is a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Night game. Night game in the swamp, baby. It's a 4 o'clock kickoff for me. (sighs) Okay. All right. Relax. Um, (laughs) Tyler, what are we looking for from this game? Because I don't think it's. Okay, let me rephrase that. It is a little arrogant. I was going to say arrogant, but it's definitely realistic for us to expect the Florida Gators to win this football game. What are you looking for in this game to be a bit more. A bit more. A bit calmer, I should say. I want to clarify that I don't think about Tennessee. Um, <laughs> uh, I will be fully disrespectful. Tennessee, we own Tennessee. Um, Absolutely. Uh, full, full capital W. We. Um, mm-hmm. No, but in so in reality, it is the, the, Florida should expect to win this game. Um, what you're really, what you're really, the big thing that you're looking to see is that you you want no Alabama hangover. That's which we didn't really think was we don't really think it's going to happen. It doesn't look like from everything that's coming out from Dan Mullen that that's going to happen. He said that this team has practiced really well so far mm-hmm. after their first practice back from Bama game. Yeah, but just I want to see in the offense. I want to see continuation of what we just saw. Defense. I want to see continuation of what we just saw. Special teams get right, um, especially offensively. It's probably going to be. You're not probably not going to see any Anthony Richardson this week because Mullen has talked about how he's want to continuing to keep him out until he's ready to go, um, mm-hmm. and because you know you could re-injure a hamstring injury really easily and then he'd be out for the season. 
you don't want that. Absolutely. So it's probably going to be all of Emory Jones this week. I want to see the fan base back in the swamp. I want to see the swamp rocking again. And I want to see some points. I want to see, uh, fingers crossed, no interceptions. That's a lot to ask. But um, <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. I want to see some growth in the passing game. We know the. I want to see the running game stay the way it is. But it's, again, all of that really boils down to I don't. I want there to be no hangover from Alabama. Like, right. Right. I, I agree. need this team to be back in full force. Yeah. For me, it's the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I just want the line of scrimmage to continue. I want the offensive and defensive lines to continue to dominate. Um, I was looking that through three games, Tennessee has allowed nine sacks, and that's against Bowling Green, Pitt, and Eastern Tennessee, Western Tennessee. Tennessee. Tech. Tennessee Tech. Sorry, guys. Can't remember my directional and or vocational Tennessee schools. Um, yeah, I want the defensive line to get after them. Um, I want to I want to assert dominance and I want us to transition mentally because we were get the performance that was given on Saturday was very much of a team that can compete with Alabama. So I want to be able to have that mentality week in week out. I don't want us to take weeks off because it's a Tennessee team that we've dominated in the past and and we'll hopefully we'll continue to dominate in that sense. I want us to go in there and treat it like a business thing. I want us to win early. I want us to refine mistakes. Um, and like you said, special teams, I want us to get back into rhythm and I want Emory Jones just kind of get more confidence under his belt because he's going to be the starter. I don't want to see Anthony Richardson. I want that hamstring healed up as much as possible. I think if you are going to play him before the Georgia game, it's definitely next week on the road in the grocery store against, um, Kentucky more important than in the swamp against Tennessee, a team that let's be real is kind of working on. This isn't uh, even a good Tennessee team. No, it's not. But I do think that defensively, it's going to be a good test on the secondary because you do know that Josh Heupel is going to be throwing this football a lot. Mm -hmm. And if they can hold their own against high powered, high speed type of offense, like Josh Heupel's is, then it holds well for the supposed air raid adjacent offense that Georgia has that we really haven't been able to see completely. And it's been a year and a half now, but it is what it is. Um, That's what I want to see throughout the Gators up the whole game. So, I like it. That's it for me. I mean, there's not much to talk about. I don't – I really think it's very unlikely that Florida loses this game mm-hmm. just given the, their history with Tennessee and the mental advantage, yeah. home field. They just beat Alabama. Now, it's possible. I don't want to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. But what you're probably more looking like is how does Florida win this game? And like we said, we want them to continue to look good, look like they're progressing mm-hmm. and not just get through the motions and beat Tennessee. Right. Like – and I know, listen, we're talking down on Tennessee, but not as fans, but like just realistically because of the they're not where, good this year, right? Where they are in their program's rebuild. I don't want the players to be having this mentality. I need the players to go out there from snap one and treat every single opponent as if they are Alabama, because that with, with that mentality, with that intensity, will come success and long term success. So, a couple of words, absolutely. There for me. Tyler, uh, do you think we should move on to five wide? I think we should. I think we should. Right. We got a lot of games to talk about. We do. These first two games, it is a f- – I actually like the way that the college football games are stacked up this week. There's a lot of teams on buys, so it's not as many games. 
it's like kind of the first week where there's actual like a big buys for a lot of teams. Teams like Cincinnati are off, stuff like that. Because, you know, I really love Cincinnati after last last episodes. Uh. <laughs> you got me messed up. <laughs> if you think that they're going to throw. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but the big games are early in the day. We have um, the first the first two games. Uh, we have Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin, two top 25 teams. Notre Dame is ranked 12th. Wisconsin is ranked 18. Jack that Cone revenge game. The Jack Cone revenge game. That game is being played in in Chicago at Soldier Field. It's a noon kickoff Eastern on Big Fox. It's the big noon game. We got Gus Johnson. First game. It's going to be great, Tyler. You're going to uh, give Gus Johnson this game. Here's the thing. Give me another Give me a better game this week to give Gus Johnson on Fox, on the uh, Fox on Networks. Fox? Yeah. Okay, well, that's tough then, actually. Come <laughs> on. You know this. Oh, my god! I started thinking, like, just Big 12 in general, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, no, it's not that simple. Um, <laughs> uh, Notre yeah. Dame and Wisconsin. I go first this week with picking games. Um, this is interesting because when we saw Wisconsin the first game of the season, we saw a team – that really couldn't throw the football like we had hoped they could throw the football with Graham Mertz at quarterback after the small sample size we saw last year. Um, I think we're kind of getting back to reality now. They're running the football the same exact way um, that they have in the past. And this Notre Dame defense to me isn't looking the best. Um, But then again, my brain, my brain wants me to take Wisconsin, but my heart wants me to take Notre yeah, Dame. Everybody knows where your heart is. You don't have to explain it. Like. No, 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 no. This is ironic because my heart wants Notre Dame to win solely because it would inflate the perception of Notre Dame. So next week when Cincinnati comes into South Bend and throws all over them and that single-digit secondary wreaks havoc on the Catholics, you know that I'm going to be excited about that. That's true. But, you want them to rise so that they can fall really hard. Exactly. Exactly. But I think my head is going to lead me to pick Wisconsin in this game. I'm not so sold on Notre Dame's uh, defensive line and linebacking core, the the box per se. Um, the scheme guys would call that the box. Um, and I just think that Wisconsin tried and true running type game. I think this is a game that's kind of built for them. It's a neutral site. So, you know, that there's going to be a lot of Notre Dame fans because for some reason they exist in large numbers. Um, But (laughs) they are close enough to Madison, Wisconsin, that there will be a support (laughs) for Wisconsin. Uh, It wouldn't be a sideline judgment episode if I didn't get these lower. There are a few things that you are just so effortlessly good at as making fun of Notre Dame. Like you just – it effortless like Tyler I wouldn't say it's effortless it, it, I mean they make it effortless for me like let's be real come on gotcha, dude. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. it I'm gonna go with Wisconsin because I like their offensive line I think the run game improved from that Penn State game and I also think they went up against a really good Penn State team like we saw them last week Penn State is 2020 was an anomaly for Penn State and I think that it'll be a good situation for them up front so I'm gonna take Wisconsin over Notre Dame all right. You picked Wisconsin. I did pick Wisconsin. Why are you looking yeah. at me that way, Tyler? Um, <laughs> because what you th- what, what's going through with your heart, you mm-hmm. decided to go with your head. I think I'm going to go with Sergio's heart in this one because okay. I think 
I don't want, you know, we don't want Notre Dame to win because we don't think Notre Dame's that good. But Notre Dame right. has, keeps eking out clunkers. And I mm-hmm. also don't trust Wisconsin to win in a big game that's important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I well, Wisconsin could just so clearly win this game. I think I am going to take Notre Dame. I'm going to take Jack Cohn in the Jack Cohn revenge game. Okay. Dropping dimes just so that they can get absolutely ravaged by Cincinnati next week. So let um, me let me ask you this question. Okay. Which coach do you trust? What do you trust more? Brian Kelly and his fantastic coaching brain and his ability to adapt? Or Paul Christ and the ultimate running football system going up against a Notre Dame front seven that we know isn't as good as it has been in past in years prior. Um, there's few things as constant and unchanging in the world of college football as the Wisconsin running game. Absolutely. But, you know, for that being the case, they still don't like win all of the games that they play, you know, and that's true. Yeah, I get it. It's just, I think honestly what's coming down to, to me is partly is the storyline of, I think everybody wants Notre Dame to lose this game. But that doesn't mean that they're going to lose this game. Everybody right. sees this as a good opportunity for them to lose. They're I'm not saying this yet. is a blowout. Let's be real. I'm not saying this is no. a blowout. This is going to be a good competitive football game. Hit the under, um, allegedly. And but I, I think it'll be fun. But to your I point, don't, yeah. I don't know if I trust Wisconsin to be the team to take advantage of Notre Dame's weaknesses. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they can run sense. the ball. But – all it takes is two good Jack Cohn drives for that to not matter as much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's it, it, true. This game really is a, to- a coin toss to me. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Notre Dame side of it just because I could see both outcomes very likely. Okay, understandable. Understandable. Next up, Tyler, we have, in my opinion, the game of the week. Oh, for sure. This to me is the game of the week. It is Texas A&M, number seventh ranked Texas A&M, um, heading to Dallas neutral field to take on the number 16th ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. It is the 330 SEC game of the week. Once again, ESPN, I petition you, please buy the song for your rights deal. You spent $3 billion. What's another 200 million to buy the song? Um, anyway, it is A&M in Arkansas in Dallas. Tyler, you have the first pick. What's your opinion? Who do you think is going in the game? This game is in Dallas. I still don't. I don't think Texas A&M has ever lost this game. I believe that's correct. I'm, ju- I'm going to look it up on Winspedia real quick because okay. I just want to be clear. But it's yeah, it's worth noting during the early days of the SEC, the weird thing was that, um, uh, it, like Arkansas could just never beat Texas A&M no matter what mm-hmm. they tried. Um, but it was always close. Like unexplicably. It's always a great game. Yeah. But they can never beat them. I'm double checking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am looking at it. The current win streak is nine wins in a row for yeah. Texas A&M. So, yeah, they've never so, won. Yeah. You got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it has to do with talent. There's also some just wacky years in there, but there's a lot of stuff going on. But even with hearing that, uh, you know who doesn't care about win streaks and lo- Sam Pittman. Sam the, Pittman's Sam Arkansas Pittman the goat. Sam Pittman the goat. Absolutely. Um, Sam Pittman sees your win streak and scoffs at it. Um, L- ladies and, and gentlemen, Sam, Sam Pittman. 
Sam Pittman made Arkansas relevant. The man cares nothing about historical precedents. Okay, <laughs> he cares nothing um, about history. But honestly, like, so this is. I think Arkansas is good this season. Mm-hmm. Um, good on the line of scrimmage. It's hard to judge because they. It, this would clearly be his best team since he got there, and mm-hmm. Arkansas was so bad before that it's hard to gauge how good this team really is they haven't had a true test yet yeah they they beat up on texas but like what does that actually mean we're not sure um i can't believe that phrase was uttered arkansas beat up on texas but what does it really mean (laughs) it's the truth like it's the truth no it's the truth it's Texas this year like um, it's it's just college football in 2021 where we're out here saying oh my gosh arkansas of course they destroyed texas but it doesn't mean much like incredible statement um but I do really like this team. They're good in the line of scrimmage. I like mm-hmm. Kitty Jefferson. They've got some good parts. They're coached well. Being in mm-hmm. Dallas, I don't think helps them. Doesn't hurt them as much as playing in Soldier, like playing at Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help them necessarily. But also, this is a play for me on the fact that Texas A&M is entirely too over, like too too overranked. Like say it again. Texas A&M is overranked. They're overrated. They are not that good. Thank you. You cannot be winning a game against Colorado ten to seven on the at the, like the last drive. In their defense, and I, I also do believe they're overrated. But in their defense, their offense looked very much high tempo, moving the ball. Something that's not very characteristic of a Jimbo Fisher of a traditional Jimbo Fisher offense. It looked like they were moving on to something different that was going to help a bit more to what Haynes King. His strengths are. Now, the reason I think they went back to the traditional Jimbo offense is because Haynes King went out with an injury in that Colorado game. Um, Calcutta, what I don't know his real name, but we're going with Calcutta. Calcutta, the backup quarterback, definitely not as good as Haynes King, and it definitely seems like they are missing him. And because of that, they're adapting the offense. They're very much limiting the offense, similar to what we talked about with Anthony Richardson in the game. The offense is limited, but... Anthony Richardson is eventually going to be the starter. I don't know if this Calcutta kid is going to be the starter eventually. It's I don't Calzada, think by the way. I just Calzada, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to still ignore it. Calcutta is just <laughs> such a good – come on, Calcutta, like please. Yeah. Um. So I'm agreeing with you. I'm also going to take Arkansas. Um, I also want justice for Arkansas because this game was supposed to be played in um, Fayetteville, but I don't know what happened, but it's being played in Jerry World, and I think this is – distinguished alumni and booster um jerry jones meddling meddling and hawani's happy game Um, yeah and kind of ironic because you saw the atmosphere against texas a couple weeks ago you you, that's the weird thing to me because you know i'm i am actually weirdly a defender of neutral site games in a lot of circumstances as a guy who Mm -hmm. grew up with the cocktail party in my backyard yeah i was gonna say let him let him know where you're from tyler (laughs) but like there's yeah so there's a lot of context to the reason that i like that it's like Mm -hmm. i live right next to the the best neutral side game in the country. Like Ooh, it's, lower, either, it's either turn, that or turn the volume or it's down the Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah. I was going to say turn, yeah, it's turn the volume the red, down. <laughs> it's either that or the red river. I personally choose to believe the world's greatest outdoor, co- the world's largest outdoor co- cocktail party is the best one. I'm with you. hundred percent. No bias, no bias necessary. Yeah. There's only, there's the two. And like, it's tough because those are two of the only neutral site ones that genuinely like exhibit a college atmosphere because of, you know, the place, the situation, the like the history. And a lot of other neutral sites try to do that. They don't. So it's it's tough because like I do like neutral site games mm-hmm. um, as concept. But like this is one where 
I don't feel like this rivalry gets anything from being in Cowboy Stadium. It's literally right. only there because Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alumni. In yeah. which case, you would that you would think that, of course, Jerry Jones doesn't think like this. But you would think you would want to give your team the advantage playing at home. So Jer- Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alumni, but he speaks money. So yeah, no, right. um, he's too old to actually remember any loyalty to his school he's just like even though even though he won the last national championship he was on the team for the last national yeah, that, championship that's in testament arkansas. To how, how long ago arkansas <laughs> won a national championship um but so yeah i mean i think arkansas i think arkansas is going to come out swinging they're gonna mm-hmm. they're more confident they got on the line of scrimmage i like their quarterback situation and texas a&m i just think a large part of it is the haynes king thing i don't want to yeah. underplay that king's not playing so that's part of the reason I think they're overrated is that I agree. they're playing with a backup. Their defense is pretty good, but they're ugly. They're sloppy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've really been tested. And they also don't, they don't look good and they haven't really been tested. Exactly. I think, I also think that the ceiling for Arkansas this season is 2014 Mississippi state. Really? The ceiling, the ceiling. I don't think that's where they'll end up. I think that's the ceiling for this football this is, team. Okay, I can, I can see that, yeah. If things go right, I think a, I think a win against A&M will put them in the top 10 conversation. Um, and if my situation goes right, where Wisconsin wins, Notre Dame falls, and Arkansas wins, I can see Arkansas sliding into the 12 spot, the 11 spot, depending on if Florida moves up as well. You know what I mean? Like I can see many things happening. Um, but I think they'll definitely get that respect. And then all of a sudden, the first college football playoff ranking comes out. And, oh, my gosh, Mississippi State is the first ever number one ranking in the college football play. You know what I mean? Some crazy yeah. thing like that. Like, I can see a, a New Year's Six Bowl game being the ceiling for this team and stuff like that. But I definitely think the Haynes King thing, like you said, is is a big, big factor in this game. And for that reason, I like the Arkansas defensive line, who are some, no pun intended, hogs up in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to get after um, Calzada. Calzada. What's his real name? Calzada. 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 They're going to get after Calzada and they're going to make some trouble for that. Jimbo's going to have quite a few. Uh, you know, the thing Jimbo does where he has the headset, he takes the play sheet, he puts it under his arm and he kind of just shakes his head and he starts talking to himself. Yeah. There'll be a few. I think there'll be a few of those in this game of trying to figure out how to stop the Arkansas defensive line. And then on the other side, I mean, Arkansas can kind of have their way with almost any offensive line or defensive line, the way that we're looking at it, you know, the way it's been played. So I'm excited for this game. Um, it'll definitely be the game that I watch, like priority watch at the, this time. slot for, for, sure. for sure. Tyler, another game in this time slot is the number nine ranked Clemson Tigers against NC State. It's a 330 kickoff on ESPN. I'm going to go first here. Um, dude, do we have to have the Clemson conversation? I mean, a little bit like, okay. Clemson does not look nearly as good as we expected. Yeah. Now, in fairness, let's, let's look at their, their games. Mm-hmm. They had, they faced the toughest defense in the country, in my opinion, in Georgia, the yeah. first game of the season, didn't score pass. an offensive touchdown. Pass for that game. Pass that. Their DJ's last game, first start, like, their last game start. was a game with like two lightning delays, which is not mm-hmm. an excuse for why they didn't play that well. But it is, you know, a caveat you have to take into when, you know, accounting for that. Mm-hmm. That in the grand scheme of things over the course of their season, they probably won't judge that game very that, – that game might be an outlier. And then the middle right. game, I think they beat up on somebody that was like – Right, yeah. Like a directional school. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, Clemson is not as outwardly dominant as they usually are, and I don't think they're capable of being as outwardly dominant, but Mm -hmm. they still are super talented. So That's true. It's true. And that's and again again, we're worried we're not worried about the defense. We're worried we're worried about the offense. We are worried about DJ, like we said in the review, looks a little timid, a little scared, a little unsure. I don't know which word is right for this situation with him, but it's definitely not what we had hoped or expected from him, especially after going on the road in a tough game and probably the best regular season game of last season in that Notre Dame overtime game. Um, so it's interesting. NC State, on the other hand, NC State have kind of been the media darlings for, of the ACC. People were saying, you know, eight, maybe nine wins would be great for this football team. And they looked good in... They looked good in the last game against Mississippi State. They just kind of couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Like if yeah. you look, if you look at the numbers, as I work for a company that you know gives out data to a bunch of sports teams, and I was looking at the EPA, which is the expected points allowed for NC State this year, um, and I looked at it specifically for that game. The expected points allowed means when you run a play, how much more likely are you to get points? By running that play, that's your EPA. So the the, the better EPA per play um, that you have, the rate, the better off you are bound to do. When you look at the way that NC State played the football game, their EPA was significantly better than than Mississippi State's, and it really was just a situation of they had turnovers in the red zone. Um, they kind of couldn't finish. You know what I mean? So I like this NC State team. I think it's going to give um, Clemson some trouble. I'm not gonna pick nc state i'm gonna pick clemson because i do believe that they are a better football team i really wish that there weren't any lightning delays in that georgia tech game for multiple reasons but one of them being that i think we would get a better idea of clemson there's been a lot of qualifiers in their first three games so far first game was against georgia they kind of get a pass best defense in the country like you and i both think second game was against some smaller school that they just routed because the talent difference is so much that we can't really get a good feel. Third game is against Georgia Tech, a game they should dominate, but then they get two lightning delays, and so start and stop. I'm excited to see them just full stop. This game is going to tell me a lot about Clemson. This game is going to tell me if they're going to be legitimate um, playoff contenders because the way it's looking right now, the way the rankings are reflecting, Clemson is nine. I mean, if the season ended right now, Florida's a better team than Clemson in terms of performance. You know what I mean? Absolutely. so I'm going to take Clemson. I like the talent, but it's going to tell me a lot about this team, this game. So. I'm of the same opinion. I am mm-hmm. uh, taking Clemson because while they haven't looked good, they still won. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talk a lot, like you just kind of said, that we don't you don't want to ever judge teams just on, just on one game. It's hard early right. in the season because that's all mm-hmm. people want to do. Right. So I don't think Clemson is as good as they were last year. So I think very much similarly to you. But I'm still going to take them over NC State because they still run the ACC. Mm-hmm. And until I get a real sign that they don't, I'm going to continue to trust in their talent and their game plan and their coaches and their defense. Um, mm-hmm. Also, NC State is like notorious for you know looking great and not being able to deliver. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like that's their whole thing. Like, yeah, they haven't had ten wins. They, they have only one ten win season in their in their school's history, and that was with Philip Rivers. Yeah, an NFL quarterback, <laughs> a legendary, like a borderline Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, next up, we are going to go west, Tyler. We're going to go in your neck of the woods. Uh, the number 24 ranked UCLA Bruins are taking on Stanford up in Northern California. It is a 6 o'clock Eastern kickoff, a 3 o'clock Pacific time kickoff. And it is on the wonderful, beautiful channel that is known as the Pac-12 Network. Oh, um, how your it, tune has changed. Like I don't know. It's, it's honestly my favorite channel on television. Since I discovered it four days ago, it is my favorite television, <laughs> my favorite channel. Um, Tyler, you go first on this one. Uh, what do you think about this all-California matchup? So, Stanford um, lost their first game of the season to Kansas State, pretty convincingly fashion, and have been undefeated since, including getting Clay Helton fired with their win over USC. UCLA, on the other hand, started the season off really hot, destroyed Miami, uh, sorry, destroyed Hawaii, then mm-hmm. beat LSU pretty convincingly and had a bye week and then lost to Fresno State at the last second. Um, in, a, in a fantastic football game. <laughs> great football game. So teams that are of two different, you know, you know, they're two different like kind of like little situations, uh, two different stories. It's tough because I really there's there's a part of me that really feels like UCLA is primed to get beat here mm-hmm. because it's still Stanford and Stanford is not what Stanford used to be, but they're still like a constant in in the Pac-12. It's still a good coach, good system. Um, their quarterback at Stanford seems to be pretty good, but I think I'm going to go with my new with my new one of my new hometown teams um, and go with UCLA. Because pretty much because um, of Dorian Thompson Robinson and that offense, like Mm -hmm. even though they lost to Fresno state, it wasn't because their offense wasn't moving the ball. Right. Like I'd argue they scored too quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) And I don't think so far that Stanford's defense has impressed me enough to like, to deal with that because Stanford played pretty well defensively against uh, USC when they were throwing the ball, but they let USC run on them. The thing was that USC was an air raid team. So mm-hmm. running's not the priority. Um, Kansas state, which likes to beat you on the ground, pummeled Stanford UCLA, which you might think is an air raid t- attack is very balanced and mm-hmm. um, has a really good running game. So I'm going to go with UCLA in this fight. I'm going to echo the same sentiments, and I was going to bring up that point about uh, Kansas State dominated Stanford because of the run game. And while UCLA and Chip Kelly run their kind of own unique style of offense, it isn't necessarily air raid. People think it is because it moves quickly, but isn't necessarily just a pure run game. Um, I do think that Chip Kelly will lean a bit more on the run game than he will on on the passing game, and that is just a recipe for disaster for the Stanford defense. Um, now defensively, I think that Stanford was able to really show something in that USC game, you know, while they gave up points and yards and stuff, I think they were able to show that they can adapt to a couple of things. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but it definitely be a good football game. And like I said, I, and like you said, I like the UCLA run game more than I like, um, the methodical, yeah. probably living in it's, 2012 Stanford type offense. Stanford's you know offense I mean? is not explosive to me and that's no. fine. But mm-hmm. when you're going against an offense that I feel like Stanford might win a lot of the downs that they play against UCLA, but 
you know, the, the, the defense might win, but UCLA only needs like three plays to, to get a touchdown. Exactly. They, they don't, if you win most of your plays against Wisconsin, you'll probably win that game because Wisconsin doesn't score from 60 yards out. Mm-hmm. Typically UCLA does. Right. So it almost like that changes the way that you have to think about how the defense is going to match up against the offense. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And speaking of Kansas State, Tyler, our final game in five wide is the number 25 ranked Kansas State Wildcats taking on Oklahoma State. It is a seven o'clock Eastern kickoff on ESPN plus. So you're going to need an ESPN plus membership to watch that, which is perfect for me because I can have the Gator game on the TV and I can have this game on my laptop on my iPad for say. Um, I'm going to go first here. This is interesting because Skylar Thompson, the Kansas State quarterback, is out with um, indefinitely with an injury, I believe, to his hand. Uh, he was took put a picture up and he has like he had a cast on and all that stuff. So he seems a little bit banged up. He won't be playing in this game. But that was the case last week when Kansas State took on Nevada and the Kansas State defense gave Carson Strong some trouble. Um, now, I have a feeling this game is going to be a low scoring football game. Because Spencer Sanders, man, as as high hopes as we've had, this is now his third season. His first year was really the only one that was really kind of made made some noise. And oh, what a surprise! He had uh, well, um, Tylen Wallace, Tylen and- Wallace, and Chuba Hubbard were his like skill position guys, and they had like I think it was an all senior offensive line his first year. So yeah, obviously yeah. It, it showed. Um, I have a feeling that Kansas State is going to ride. I don't even know who the backup is, um, but I'm going to have a, I have a feeling Kansas State is going to be able to go into uh, Stillwater and get this victory. I think this is going to be a defensive game on both sides. You have Kansas State's defense shutting down Spencer Sanders and everything else, and then you have Oklahoma State's defense really benefiting from the fact that Skylar Thompson is not going to be playing in this game and won't really be able to initiate the offense in that way um, that we thought. So I'm going to take Kansas State. It's going to be a defensive game. If I was a betting man, allegedly I would take the under. I want to disagree with you. I do. I really do. I want mm-hmm. to. I want to find because I'm down in the in the competition, so I'm trying to make up some ground. <laughs> and I desperately want to sit here and be like Oklahoma State beat Boise State last week by one point. So I mean, not really that impressive. Um, and they haven't really faced anyone. That so we don't really know what they are, but then again, I kind of do know what they are because they've struggled in every game they've they've, they've played, uh, exactly. even games and ones they probably should just dominate. So I'm gonna also go with Kansas State because mm-hmm. even with their with Skylar Thompson out, I really like the culture and the physicality that um, Chris Lyman's in, in, like implemented there, mm-hmm. and I think it's in a better. It's in its early stages of that program. It's at a better spot right now than where Mike Gundy's at, which is just Spencer Sanders and an okay team that's just not one of his best ones. Mm-hmm. And we'll see because it's going to be a real litmus test. Uh, but also, I mean, Kansas State is undefeated as well and has been doing some of that without Skylar Thompson. Right. So I'm going to go with Kansas State as well. So we're going to agree on that. Smart pick. Listen, you, you can't be trying to make up ground, like do desperate things, like picking something that oh, you're not oh, sure oh, of. Oh, is that so? Like- in week four, in week four. Come on. We got plenty of football left, my guy. I don't know and- what it's like to be behind, so. Oh, okay. 
Well done. I am going to go ahead and transition over to our two-point conversions. Tyler, you go first this week, so make the most of it, my friend. Who is your two-point conversion? And we're recording on a Wednesday, so there's a Thursday game out there that is still um, is available. And there's Friday games as well. So make your pick, Ooh. my friend. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with uh, a team. We're going to stay in the Big 12 land. Okay. And I'm going to go with a team that, you know, kind of let me down a little bit earlier. In a, not in a two-point, but in, in a game of, in a five-wide game earlier this year. But I still love them. I know they peak later in the season, and it's time to get back on track. Uh, I'm going to go with the Iowa State Cyclones over mm-hmm. the Baylor Bears. As they start Big 12 competition, I want to see if they can if they can get back on track from that loss to Iowa um, that they had two weeks ago. So I think you know it would be interesting to see for Brock Purdy, for the rest of that team. Brees Hall is obviously a stud. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going against Baylor, who is undefeated, but like I don't, I think they have played an extremely hollow schedule, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything. I don't know what to make of Baylor. So, um, nice little, you know, trying to figure out what Iowa State is. Um, so uh, I'm hoping they they can, uh, my boys, my Iowa State Cyclones, can you know help me out a little bit. Good pick. Uh, it is that is a three thirty kickoff on Fox for those interested in keeping an eye on that. Um, smart pick, I think it's a good game for them to get back on track. And if we're, I mean, if we're making those kind of picks where we're picking against teams that are, you know, a little, you picked an upper tier Big Twelve team and then you picked a lower tier Big Twelve. But do we team. know that? Do we know that they're three and zero? Like, okay. Right. I don't feel like All it's right. as bad as when I picked Coastal over Kansas. Like, yeah, that was that was a layup. That was yeah. a layup that you took. Um, hey, layups don't always come through. There was there was one time last season where you picked a layup on UCF beating Tulsa, and that didn't did. happen. And that um, did not work, and that was horrible for me. No, um, it's just it's just yeah. I think I think I imagine they'll win, but you know you're not sure. Iowa State is only a touchdown favorite. That's true, and they're on the road. So okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, for myself, there's a lot of options here. There's a bunch of fun games this week, I really think. An underrated fun game that I'm going to enjoy on Friday is going to be Wake Forest, Virginia. Not picking it, but just letting people know. Um, if you're in Charlottesville, tickets as low as $8. Um, that looks like a fun game. Um, Marshall App State on Thursday night, 7.30 on ESPN. That looks like a fun game as well. Um this is an interesting one. I'm, I'm trying to find. Oh, we also have LSU Mississippi State at noon on ESPN. What? Yeah, uh, we do. We have LSU at Mississippi ooh, State. That's so interesting. Because that's a fun game. Everybody think back to the LSU Mississippi State game last year where at Mississippi State just. Week week one, it was, it was the first week of college football. We were also excited because we didn't know if we were going to get it because of COVID. Costello, and Kylan Hill. Like, everyone everyone was hyping up. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when people said, that. what's the LSU quarterback that who's, who got hurt this season? Miles Brennan. The, I'm old enough to remember when people said Miles Brennan was better than Joe Burrow. I'm old enough to remember that. I remember us recording about that. Like It's just like <laughs> he just throws the ball different and I'm – Everyone was like, "Shut up!" Like, the article, the article was like some Louisiana paper, and it was and it was interviewing some guy that was like, I don't know, a member of of the staff for some reason. He was like, "Hey, look, I mean, nothing against Joe Burrow; he's a fantastic quarterback." Blah, blah, blah. But 
Miles Brennan's just got something in that arm. And I was like, all right, dude, relax, relax. Um, and this is me stalling because there, I don't know what to pick. I don't know what to pick. Um, I'm, te- I am tempted. You know what? I, this is, oh, I'm going to do it. Okay. No, should I? I don't. So it's so fun to watch you go through this because I I'm not gonna say anything because uh-huh. I don't know what you're gonna pick. Like, all right, you know what I'm you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna pick the one I was struggling on a second ago. I'm gonna pick something else. I'm gonna pick a game that we almost included in our five wide, Tyler. I think this game deserves to be on the on the sheet. Somehow. I agree. I am gonna take the Michigan State Spartans, the number twentieth ranked. Mel Tucker's 20th ranked Michigan State Spartans over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The game is in East Lansing. The game is a 7 o'clock kickoff on FS1. I highly recommend that game. So that's the game I'm going to take. I'm going to take the That'll be fun. Spartan. I'm interested fun. to watch. I'm interested to really find out what mm-hmm. Nebraska is. Yeah, me too. And to an extent, now how good Mel Tucker is because I'm liking mm-hmm. what I'm seeing so far. I am loving what I'm seeing so far. I am. The game that I was – Excuse me. The game that I was like about was I almost took Louisville over Florida State. Ooh, I almost took Louisville over Florida that's State. Tough. You know the line for that game is Florida State is a one and a half point underdog at home. I don't know what how to feel. I don't know how to feel about that line because like Scott Satterfield and just got a win. You know the okay they, okay he he got a win but. He he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I mean, like they t- they won in the stat in the sheet, like exactly, but, exactly. God, that's so tough. I, I just know I just didn't want to. I also just don't want to like jinx the whole FSU zone as a Florida fan, right? Not as a college football like unbiased person. Like as a Florida fan, I don't want to jinx the whole FSU is looking absolutely horrendous um kind of thing so yeah. i'm i don't want to touch want it to keep going want that yeah to keep, i don't keep rolling. i don't i don't want my energy to be like i'm gonna pile on them and fsu come out and mckenzie milton throws six touchdowns like i don't want that to happen i love mckenzie milton don't love him in F- at fsu you know what i mean so yeah by the way which which who do you think is actually gonna win the lsu mississippi state game the game is in starkville the game is in starkville number one it's an 11 a.m local kickoff time and Will Rogers is like the handpicked um, Mike Leach quarterback. I don't know if this defense has been that much better, but at the same time, the problem in the LSU UCLA game was the line of scrimmage in the run game. And for that reason, I think I'm going to take LSU. Um, if they don't win, I mean, I'm taking I don't Mississippi know if- State just because, like, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I, I just feel like it's not going to – their defense just has not been good. Like It hasn't. No, I know it hasn't. But but here's my thing. Like it, For me, the issue the issue with LSU, the, blare, the, the glaring issue, right? The glaring issue with them was the run game, the yeah. run defense. And you know that Mike Leach ain't going to do that. So yeah, Mike not going to run the ball. So for that reason, I think I like LSU. I think I think they are a talented football team. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of talent on that roster. They're just not being coached up properly, which leads me, if your prediction is correct, of Mississippi State winning the game, I don't think Coach O makes it to the end of the season. I mean, they haven't played Alabama or Florida yet, or or Auburn. okay. But if they lose to Mississippi State or Arkansas, 
or th- Texas A&M. Like, oh, did, did Arkansas is going to run all over them. Their schedule is not easy. And Arkansas like, is going to run all over them. I mean, Alabama is obviously going to kick their butt. Florida yeah. would really like to. Um, I th- and I think I that's another game I don't want to jinx in any sort of way. No. But it, my immediate impression is that I think we're going to win the football game. I don't know how, how much, how big, but I think we're going to win the game. Yeah, but on top of that, they still have to face Auburn, which looks cohesive. Texas A&M, which, you know, Arkansas is going to run gonna all over they them. They need this win. That's the thing. What's their What's their record at now? That's a good question. I don't podcasting. Uh, they, they have one loss. I think it's two and one. They're, they're, they're okay. So they're two and one, and their two wins are against McNeese State and Central Michigan. Let's let's since we have a little bit of extra time, let's play um, the game real quick with LSU. Play the game. All right. Let's play the game. All right, Tyler. So they're two and one right now. Their loss was to LSU to UCLA on the road against Mississippi State. Let's just say, for the sake of the argument, that they win that game. Okay. Awesome. Three and one. Auburn at home. Loss. Hold on, wait. When is October 2nd? Is that a Friday? There's no way that game's on a Friday. There's no way. October 2nd. October calendar. Now, there is that whole thing where... Oh, it is a Saturday. That's weird. This is the game's at 9 p.m. That's such a weird time to start a football game in college football. There is the weird thing where... No Auburn or LSU games since the nineties has been won by the visiting team. Yeah, it's so true. So you okay. want to just give it to them, just just to let's just give to, it to them. Yeah. Okay. So four and one. Four and one at the grocery store against Kentucky. I'm actually. I'll say a win. Actually, Five and a, running team on that defense. We've been we've been nice to them. Let's t- let's take one away. Let's go. Let's go. And and here's the thing, even if they win the Kentucky game, I think maybe they get a loss between that three game stretch of Mississippi State, Auburn, Kentucky. Okay. So let's let's say let's four just and two. split the difference and say, right, let's say four and two, right? One, two, yeah, yeah four and two. Florida at home. Loss. Loss. Object- objectively. Both as a fan and objectively. I think it's a loss. Four and three. At Ole Miss. I forgot about Ole Miss. Like- <laughs> In Oxford. Four and four. Four and four. Alabama in Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa. Four and five. Arkansas at home. But the way Arkansas has been playing, four and six. Like that's the game. At that's the game. Coach O loses his job. Yeah. Arkansas is the straw that breaks the camel's back. If it goes like this, yes. Like, and if my belief of this Arkansas team, where they're ceiling, not saying that's what's going to happen, but they're ceiling. Is that 2014 Mississippi State team? Then yeah, then yeah. So that's four and five. ULM at home, five and five. What? How am I? How are we missing a game? No, four and six was know. Arkansas. That's my fault. Four and six was Arkansas. That's my fault. Yeah. Four and six Arkansas. Five and six ULM, and then Texas A&M at home to end the season. At best, six and six. Regular season. Damn. That's not Dude, good, man. Like, that's not good enough, especially in crazy Louisiana, right where you know too. He's in the same state. <laughs> yeah, I think it might happen, dude. I think it and might be. Have to really pull it together if he wants to save his job this season. Yeah, absolutely. He has to win one of Ole Miss, Alabama, in my opinion. To to so save he has his to win job. the Ole Miss game. 
He's got to win the Ole Miss game. He's got to win the Ole Miss. He's got to win the Ole Miss. I don't care. I don't no. like. There's no way that that team is I beating Alabama. Like, I just can't see the men, the mentality in Louisiana. I don't see them accepting the fact that they are a worse program than Ole Miss. They can live with being behind Alabama. They can live with being behind Auburn in a year or two because of the way Auburn's been in the past decade or so. Getting beaten by Auburn is not a weird thing to LSU. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's like Florida losing to Georgia in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, not preferable. You don't like it, right. but it, it does happen. Like, exactly. Um, it happens. I don't think they can they, – they can't muster losing to Ole Miss. This no. is Florida losing to Tennessee. In their eyes, in their eyes, yeah. we know that Ole Miss is the better team this year. We know what's going on, but in their eyes, I don't think they can. Well, accept the problem that. is that, like, you know, I, I want us to hear and be like, they, it takes for them forever to have fire coaches because it took them forever to fire Les Miles. But the problem is mm-hmm. that Les Miles was barely ever this bad. Like, yeah. Ed O yeah. did assemble one of the greatest college football teams we've ever seen, and, and credit deserved. And since that, he has barely gotten to bowls. Yeah, granted, it was a weird COVID year. Yeah, but still. And they lost a lot, but that's the thing with old Mint, with LSU. At any other coach, I think would get COVID year as as a throwaway. Would get this season as like a get back on track, and then they would make an assessment after next season. I don't see, um, I don't see it happening. I don't see, um, I don't see LSU giving them that benefit of the doubt. They want to compete now. They want to get they this. They they want to land um, Arch Manning. They want to do all these things. You know what I mean? So. They're not getting Arch Manning. Yeah. No, no, no. no not Arch Manning is going to Ole Miss if Lane Kiffin stays there. That is my prediction. So did you see what he did? Yeah. He uh, he follows one individual on Instagram, Lane Kiffin. He follows yeah. one person. It's Arch Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Lane Kiffin is such a troll. It is amazing. Like, Lane Kiffin has mastered the internet. Like Lane Kiffin has mastered the internet. I'm so happy for him. Oh, oh my god! All right, Tyler. I think that's uh, that's good for this episode. Our scores to date: I have sixteen points. You have twelve points. Um, I think uh, it's going to be a good weekend of college football. I'm excited to see this Gators Tennessee game. You wear blue. Don't forget, wear blue. Wear blue. And yeah, I'm excited for this A and M Arkansas game. And so our that two one's going to be fun. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Like, our two points look fun too. Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Iowa State, Baylor. They look like fun games too. So, um, Tyler, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Another great week upcoming. Um, less games, mm-hmm. but we're getting into conference play, so it's gonna yeah. be really. It's gonna be like they're all pretty good quality. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's only the two that were like standouts, but there's a lot of like good games that are just out there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So excited to watch it. I agree. I agree. And if you're looking to maybe make a little extra money in a state where you can legally do so, um, then I would recommend sending your email to sidelinejudgment at gmail.com to sign up for the Sideline Judgment newsletter, the exclusive home of the napkin, my college football gambling picks. Um, You will be getting that in your inbox on Friday. So today is Thursday when you're listening to this. You are going to want to sign that up, send that email today so I can put you on the list and you can receive the newsletter on Friday. Tyler, with all of that being said, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, Tyler, but go Gators. Go Gators. Gators.